0: Welcome to Madcasters. You have just tuned in to the difference makers of a new generation. If you're looking for that disciplined effort to change your life, or the inspiration to make a difference in your communities and the world, Madcasters, this is the launchpad for you to go mad. going on, everyone? It's your host, Brian St. Louis BSL, and this is part two of our human trafficking series with our special guest, Marquis Williams. If you missed out on our first episode, Marquis highlights her life before, during, and after being human trafficked. We learn how she was able to thrive after this traumatic experience. Yes, Marquis is a survivor, but she's more than that. She is truly a hero in my books. She is now advocating against human trafficking. She is also into fitness, and she's a fitness model who competes in shows, which I love because I was once a competitor for Men's Physique. And she's also a real estate agent. However, her thriving isn't limited to what she does, but more so who she is. She's truly a beautiful soul, and she has a heart of gold. The more you listen to her, the more you can see and hear the greatness within I truly loved our first episode, and it was a very emotional but needed conversation. I would recommend that you go and listen to part one before jumping into this episode. But part two here, we dive into some common myths and need to know facts about human trafficking. We speak on prevention and how you could help identify someone in need and how you can also champion against human trafficking. Since my conversation with Marky, I have actively reached out to human trafficking organizations here in my hometown to help try to champion against human trafficking. I just hope that her experience, her story, and this episode will inspire you to also actively help fight against this purely atrocious evil that is Affecting so many lives in this world I want to shift the conversation um, to to more so the the advocacy aspect of of um, of human trafficking mm-hmm. So what what that looks like is just being able to understand more, maybe some of the misconceptions about human trafficking that we may not know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain ways that we're able to to identify it, certain ways that we're able to to help understand how we could support uh, mm-hmm. those who have been victims or are currently victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really really want to get into some of these uh, aspects of of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. I um, I guess we'll start with the misconceptions and the myths of mm-hmm. that most people have or believe about human trafficking. Can you mm-hmm. can you help us understand that that as, that part of the world when it comes mm-hmm. to
1: that? So I I would say probably the most common misconception about human trafficking is that um, it happens suddenly and violently. Mm. Someone In order for uh, it to be human trafficking, somebody has to be kidnapped, you know, and thrown into a van and then, you know, taken away to another country or to some shady place and then is immediately forced into sex trafficking. Um, Yes, that does happen. That Mm. absolutely does happen. Um, However, that is not how all human trafficking occurs. So I think that's a misconception is that a lot of people um, think that y- you have to be kidnapped in order to be trafficked. That's not how it occurs all the time.
0: Um, like yeah,
1: exactly. That's just one example. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, my situation is how, um, a lot of human trafficking actually takes place. Mm. We call it the boyfriend pimp. So, Mercy. uh, a, a guy, um, be friends, um, a girl or young woman, um, uh-huh. she becomes emotionally connected to him. Uh-huh. Um, oftentimes, physically or financially dependent on him. Um, he maybe he gets her hooked on drugs, and then at that uh-huh. point she is introduced into the trafficking situation. So that is a very, very common way in which trafficking occurs, um, and it's in it takes longer i guess but it's um for the trafficker it is a situation where um because they create that emotional bond and dependency from uh, the victim it's easier for the trafficker to retain the victim uh, than if they've kidnapped them Right. See what I mean? So it it almost at that point almost seems like, well, it's a choice, right? The victim is staying with the trafficker, isn't it? Aren't they? And so that would kind of lead me to another misconception, um, in, in that situation, um, or in, um, sex trafficking or prostitution. A lot of people think, well, doesn't, you know, isn't the victim just able to like quit and leave when they want to. Um, and, and typically the answer is no, not without consequences, right. not without um, maybe they have to pay a huge lump sum to the trafficker um,
0: mm-hmm. or. Yeah, likely.
1: Yeah. What's that?
0: They wouldn't have that. Right.
1: Yeah. And they might not necessarily have that. Right. Um, uh, likely they wouldn't. Or they might not be able to leave because they're being threatened with violence and death, which is in my situation. So, it's it don't look at it just because someone wasn't kidnapped or forced into trafficking doesn't mean they have a choice of leaving or that it's just a simple, easy process because it's really not right. Um, And probably, I guess the uh, one more misconception I would touch on with human trafficking is that um it's always sex trafficking it's prostitution yeah. prostitution yeah. is a form of human trafficking um mm. however uh trafficking encompasses much more than than exclusively sex trafficking so mm. um it's uh, like i said any individual that is coerced forced or manipulated into providing services or labor for Mm -hmm. which they are not paid. So that is the the definition of human trafficking.
0: I appreciate that because, um, for for a very long time, I had that thought that human trafficking dealt with, um, some sort of, uh, sex or prostitution or something of the sort. So that was the correlation that I had with human trafficking as well. So, um, you know, and, as time came about, I was able to do my research and realize okay, that's not always that's not always a situation. Mm-hmm. But making that very clear for us today that human trafficking could be found in many different forms. It's not mm-hmm. just someone who has to have sex with someone else. Mm-hmm. It could be like you said, it's any exchange that, that could be done where the individual is not being uh sorry, can you just make that
1: and um when an individual is forced forced, or- yeah or manipulated into providing services or labor for which they are not paid. So it could be someone who is, um, you know, trying to get their green card and they're working for somebody who says, Oh, I'll help you get your green Mm. card, but you need to work for me, you know, for this long and, and, and this type of labor and then they don't pay them, you know, Mm. that's human trafficking.
0: Hmm. Wow. So, wow. So that means human trafficking really could hit many different mm-hmm. uh, places.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would could... say sex trafficking is the most in demand form mm-hmm. um, or, or of if human trafficking, but it's not, um, it's not happening exclusively through sex trafficking
0: just that example you gave just kind of opened up Pandora's box to how other pl- other ways can be used for human trafficking mm-hmm. in my mind. And yeah, that just kind of it blew me away. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. Th- this is, yeah. Thank you for that information. That's definitely uh, something we need to know. Mm-hmm. So with that then, mm-hmm. I wonder if there are ways that we as everyday citizens might even be helping, supporting human trafficking without even knowing it. Is there, is that a, is that a possibility that's going on in our, in our world today?
1: Absolutely. Um, and I think, um, you know, a a lot of it can happen through, um, goods that are purchased um so it's important to whether you know it's clothing or items that you order um you know you need to kind of have an idea of what companies are known for um using um either child labor or or traffic labor um Mm. on the department of labor um they have a list published of um Uh, it's a government, the government website, they have a list published of um, companies that are known to have, uh, have done this or have been caught. Um, So you could kind of look at that and just at least make sure you're not using any companies on that list. Um, Mm -hmm. um, And then a lot of companies will make an effort to let you know that all of their um, products are ethically manufactured so that's something else to look into you could go the opposite and um, instead of checking everything that you buy maybe look for companies that um, are very clear about how their um, products are manufactured um, mm-hmm. so that would be one way um, another thing I'll I'll just touch on this for a second um, because I think it would it it's something people maybe don't want to consider is that the porn industry actually Uh, has a substantial amount of human trafficking of sex trafficking. uh, Um, And it's, it's a, a platform that is not very well monitored when you have, um, for example, like Pornhub where people are able to upload videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even if you, you could justify and say, well, I'm not searching for videos of teen girls or child right. pornography or child sexual abuse. Um, by utilizing a platform um, oh. that still uh, offers a place for this um, trafficking to exist or per- Perhaps even perpetuates it. Um, you are, in my opinion, indirectly contributing to that problem. And so it's something that I think people need to who, you know, if you consume pornography, just be aware of that and be very mindful um, and, and and really try to consider the situation um, and that uh, what your participation, in the porn industry could potentially mean um, Mm. for somebody else
0: we're actually going to be having someone come on the show who is focused on helping to fight against pornography addiction and uh, they're called a freedom fight and so they're going to be coming on uh, next week and helping us to understand pornography addiction what it does to the mind and uh, the 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 harms mm-hmm. and dangers of pornography, and you know it's it's something that we we have to to be understanding of because at the end of the day, uh, many of us have dealt with some mm-hmm. sort of addiction towards pornography, and we have to we have to come to the conclusion that it does support and help build the 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 human trafficking industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of money gets poured into the pornography industry, and uh, and we know that there are sex traffickers and illegitimate mm-hmm. sites and uh, videos that get posted. Uh, Fight the uh, new drug talks about this all the yeah. time, uh, and how Pornhub is is a mm-hmm. very. Uh, is yeah all that is like Pornhub is is a terrible site for for that as well because they Mm -hmm. they ultimately help um boost uh, the message of of pornography so it is not not pornography uh, human trafficking so it's just very important for us to realize that and come to terms with that
1: yeah yeah it absolutely does um and and that's I'm I'm glad to hear you have someone else coming on your podcast and who's talking about that very issue yeah. um in, in perhaps more detail, even so um so that would be another way um to to kind of to be aware or to avoid um, perpetuating human trafficking. Um and then I think just on a local level and day to day. Um, if you know, um, anyone who is in a relationship that there seems to be some red flags, Uh, it's always a good idea to stay in touch and just try to, um, um, to be that voice of reason, Uh um, and to be that positive, um, person in their life, because if you know, they're in, um, a bad relationship or an abusive relationship. um, There are a number of um, ways um, and directions that that relationship can continue to deteriorate. I'm not saying every abusive relationship um, will lead to human trafficking, right? um, but it's always, it is a possibility. Absolutely Mm. is a possibility.
0: Um, That's real.
1: So I think, uh, you know, instead of, Um, turning a blind eye or saying, well, I, you know, I don't know what to do, or this doesn't affect me. Um, Make it your priority, make Uh, it your business, Um, you know, advocating for um, for survivors and advocating um, uh, against an issue. It doesn't have to be something where you're spending, you know, five, six, seven days a week, Uh volunteering at a shelter and working directly with victims um you know it doesn't have to be that time consuming or that involved right Um, i don't have the time to commit to um working directly in a shelter or volunteer hours as i used to and as as i would like to Uh Um, however um there is so much you can do Um, through social media and helping to create awareness or getting in touch with other people who you know are advocating. There are so many ways to get involved um, that can take a a few seconds or a few minutes out Mm. of your day.
0: That's awesome. And and that's very true because I I think sometimes some of us might listen to a story or even like listen to a story like yours. And then they get this huge compel to, to do so much and then they end up getting burnt out and it's too much on them. And, you know, they end up not doing much mm-hmm. afterwards. And so like, one of the things I think we should definitely do is just make sure that we're aware of what's going on in our surroundings mm-hmm. and, and spread awareness for it. You know, just like we're doing here on the mad casters pro- uh, podcast, you know, not many of us are here knowing mm-hmm. what's going on in the human trafficking world. So it's very important for us to, to have this understanding and to speak out against it mm-hmm. so can you help us identify some of the signs mm-hmm. that we as everyday citizens can look for uh, in regards to human trafficking
1: yeah and that's that's a hard thing because it's not like um, you know a trafficker a human someone who's going to traffic other people you know isn't going to they're not always, you know, dressed a certain way or, mm. or a certain appearance or something. So it's, it's not really a situation where you can um, necessarily identify very easily. Right. Um, so to me, it's kind of one of those things where like, I will just be aware of situations or things that seem off. Uh. Like, for example, Um, I was at the grocery store one time and, you know, walking out to my car, you know, and there's a young girl in the parking lot with, um, you know, a a zip up hoodie and she just has like a a garbage bag, you know, next to her and she, she's out of place, Uh you know? And, um, you know, so for me, I felt comfortable enough just approaching her and just saying, Hey, are you okay? Do you right. need help?
0: Right. You
1: know? And she was um, you know, said she was fine, she didn't need anything. Um, some people are going to be receptive, some people aren't. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's it's a kind of thing where I'm like, if you can at least um respond in a situation that you think right. something is off, right um because you never know. I mean, she might have said, like, yes, I'm in help. I need trouble. It's or I'm, I'm in trouble. I need help. True. Um, and, and, I mean, another option could be, you know, if you don't want to get directly involved, you can um, always call the police and say, hey, I right. I suspect something is happening here. Maybe it's human trafficking. I don't know. And just describe the situation. So I think, uh, I think people are just generally afraid to be involved and Mm. will avoid, um, because oftentimes too, they're afraid of being wrong. And I think, I think it's better to be wrong. Um, but to have at least responded than to not respond and somebody gets hurt. That's real. So that's real, yeah. So that's kind of the approach I take. Um, and and in terms of kind of knowing more um, about what's going on in, in your community, I would, you know, look for um, human trafficking resources in your community, in your town, in your city. Uh-huh. Um, just see what's available. Uh, at least familiarize yourself. Um, you can, you know, support them, follow them on social media, right. watch out for events that they might have. Um, a lot of them are doing virtual events still right now for fundraising. So see if there's anything, um, you know, that you can do to help or to be a part of. And like I said, sometimes it's as simple as just sharing a post, right. you know, or putting something in your Instagram story. There's just exactly. very small things that you can do. Um, to help support an individual or an organization um, in this cause.
0: Make some very powerful points there, Marky. I think those are very key for us to take, uh, especially with the fact that we have technology now and ways that we can help, especially organizations that are already doing some of the work that, that we may now feel inclined to do. But let me ask this question. I know we talked a little bit about the signs that we could see in, in some victims. What can a victim do that is looking to warn uh, someone else or give some sort of indication to other people that they are being trafficked or they're being abused? What can they do to, to ring the bell without their abuser or their trafficker knowing that they're alerting the situation or is that something we should talk about here?
1: Well, we, um, I think we can talk about it here because it's going to, it's going to vary in every single situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, assuming, um, you know, this is not going to apply to every situation, the answer I'm going to give, but assuming, um, a victim is allowed to be out in society and to go to the grocery store, things like that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I would encourage them to, to try to tell anybody of some kind of authority. I mean, obviously a police officer of course is the, you know, the best
0: right.
1: place to report, to have someone respond immediately. Um, but, If that's not possible, I would say just trying to, um, to talk to anyone, Uh um, who might be in a position to help you. Um, you know, if that's at the grocery store and you're just telling somebody at at the checkout, like, Hey, I need you to call nine one one, you know, I'm here's what's happening and I have to go back outside, but can you please call nine one one? Um, or, you know, just having a, a friend that you can, um, you can ask to do that for you, but it's, it's kind of a, like I said, it's hard to answer that exactly because every situation is going to be different. Right. Um, and there are, there are, um, a lot of services now for, uh, victims of human trafficking organizations that uh, some of them are emergency drop-in shelters where they can just go in and get, you know, food if they need it or some clothes. And so mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of organizations that know someone is being trafficked. Um, but again, like I said, with, with, when I met with my advocate, it's not necessarily a situation where you can just tell somebody you need to leave now and do what you need to do. Right, um, It's different when there are children or minors involved where yes, they need right, to be right. rescued. True, true. Um, But when someone is above the age of 18 and is in this situation, it's a little bit more difficult Hmm. um, because uh, you can't necessarily, um, they can't necessarily just up and leave and and any organization or person that might be helping them can't just tell them what to do. Right. Um, So it's kind of a a situation that has to be approached gently.
0: So true. Mm That's very true. Marky, you've been through so much, and I mean, you've been trafficked, you've found help, you've been a survivor, now you've been, you are a survivor, but you're not just a survivor, you're now actively Mm -hmm. fighting against human trafficking, I mean... You know, the whole concept here of Madcasters, I mean, it's, it's to highlight people and organizations who are actively making a difference in the communities. And one of the things that I've realized about a lot of our guests is that uh, many of them have gone through uh, certain situations that have caused them to not want to fight or champion against the very thing that they went through in order to help other people uh not to go through the same situation that they have or to alleviate the pains that they're in. And, and I see that in you 120,000%. I mean, for you to go from a uh, survivor to an advocate, I think is so honorable. Uh, like I've told you before, you're a real life hero uh, to me. It's, it's so amazing to see what you're doing mm-hmm. in this regard. Uh, but the difference between you mm-hmm and someone else who may be doing, um, who who have gone through a serious situation and, and doing something greater for themselves. Uh, the, the difference is most mm-hmm. of them are not necessarily in a life-threatening situation like yours. Uh, and, and so now the question for me is, do you think that, you being an advocate or fighting against human trafficking, being once a survivor, do you think that that's a dangerous line of work to advocate against human trafficking?
1: I would say, um, potentially it's dangerous for a victim or a survivor. Um, and I consider that when I initially, um, started advocating and, and, getting into fitness. And it was like, okay, do I want to sh- publicly share what I'm doing and what I've experienced and, and what my mission is because I know my abuser is watching, you know, he's still keeping track. And is it what, you know, what are the risks of doing this? Um, and you know, knowing that there was some risk and maybe he would follow up on those death threats. Um, I. Chose to to move forward with the advocacy. Um, you know that being said, I've always been very careful, and I remain careful about um, sharing my location. Um, you know, if I'm at a, an event or a fundraising event or something, you know, with lots of people, that's different. But if I was ever kind of doing something by myself, I would be very cautious to share um, my location. Um. So I think I think there is, you know, potentially some risk in advocacy work for victims, survivors, that um, they have a fear that their abuser or trafficker, or sometimes there's multiple traffickers, that they would come after them. Um, but uh, for for the general population or anybody who's just interested in, um, getting involved in the cause or supporting, I don't believe it's a dangerous, um, uh, a dangerous thing to be involved in. Um, I mean, maybe if you're working with police and you're, if you're police and you're going undercover, that's kind of a different situation, but, um, no, I, I think, um, I think it would be safe for anyone to do uh to do advocacy that's awesome Mm -hmm.
0: marky uh as we're closing off this episode is there anything else that you want to share with us um any last words you want to share with those who may be listening who are uh dealing with a problem like this or those who are you know have just been so compelled by your story and they want to help whatever the case may be what do you want to what what special note or message do you want to leave with us today?
1: I would, the message I would like to leave um, again is the message that I tried to really um, expand on in, in my personal brand um, since the beginning, which is that um, there is life after abuse. So mm-hmm. if you've been through a, um, a, an abusive relationship, it doesn't have to be physically abusive. If it's been a mental, emotional, mm-hmm. um, or if you've been, um, trafficked, if you've been into sex trafficking, whatever extreme, uh, wherever you f- fall into that, um, you know, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the situation. Um, if you're still in that, uh, a- abusive situation, Um, Do whatever you can to get out. Like, don't stop. Don't give up on yourself. Don't stop fighting. Um, And then after the fact, don't give up on yourself. You know, you, um, I believe like everybody has an intrinsic self-worth. I believe we were all created for a purpose. Um, And, you know, the, the bad things that happen to us don't have to define us for the rest of our life. And they don't have to hold us back yes from um from whatever we are capable of becoming um and i'm not going to say that it's a quick easy journey or you you get out of the abuse and that life is instantly better because it's typically not you know it's going to be an uphill battle um but uh just that's my my advice and my encouragement to anybody um is continue to fight for yourself, never stop fighting for yourself. um, And that you are worthy and you are loved um, and you deserve happiness. You deserve a fulfilling life. um, And I hope that um, you can achieve that and then share that with others who need it.
0: Thank you so much, Marky. Once again, I, like I said, you, this whole episode, my, my heart went from multiple roller coasters. <laughs> <throughout my laughs> um, you are truly a real life heroine. And, and I'm just honored to even have the opportunity to have spoken to you and, and to, to uh, facilitate this discussion and to just hear your story. Uh, Cause you have, truly uh, changed my life from this day. And you've also, I'm, I'm hundred percent sure that you've helped many people understand the, the essence of, of human trafficking. Give us a a clear view of what this is doing to us in our society. And, um, and once again, you being vulnerable to share your story has truly just been so aspiring to, to continue to do. So thank you so much, Marky you're once, once again, amazing. Uh, you're a beautiful soul and just continue to, to thrive in the midst of all, all that's going on in this world. Cause you're, well, I'll, say, I'll say it again, you're a true, true heroine. So, thank, you.
1: <laughs> thank you, Brian. That's a, it's a huge compliment. Um, and I, I, my pleasure, I really appreciate, um, the invitation and opportunity to be, on your podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me and thank you for the work you're doing and continuing to offer a platform for others and sharing their inspirational stories. I think it's, I don't know, we're, we're very, we're like-minded in that and, and trying to, to make a difference for other people. Um, so thank kudos to you and, and thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Madcasters. Please leave a positive review on the show if you liked today's episode and be sure to follow us on Madcasters at Instagram and also Madcasters on Facebook, where you'll be able to get updates, surveys, and many more surprises. Please go to madcasters.com where you'll be able to access the shows, blogs, and book reviews, also spotlights of organizations that you can support and donate to as well. And if you would like to support Madcasters even more, please go to our Patreon page. It's patreonpatreon.com backslash madcasters. I'll be giving out a free book monthly to one of our Patreon supporters as well. And there are many more surprises to come for all those who are Patreon supporters. This is the end of our episode, but this is not the last. I promise you, Madcasters, we are about to have a blast. But don't forget madcasters this is the launch pad for you to go mad